A quick note before you dive into today's episode. While I will always be an advocate for multi-passionates embracing their talents as a gift, not a burden, I have decided that I'm no longer going to run a business with that as the goal. Please note that as you listen to any episodes, any of the offers that I have expressed, especially my coaching program, which I've talked about in many episodes, those are no longer relevant as my business is closing. If you'd like to stay connected, come and find me on LinkedIn. The link will be added across the show notes in all episodes. Be well. Welcome to the Multi-Passionate Mastery Podcast, the podcast where creatives come to embrace their talents as a gift, not a burden. I'm your host, Deanna Joy, lover of crystals and houseplants and mom to a very cute rescue pup named Chai. Together, we'll explore how to finally make friends with focus, ditching overwhelm and idea fatigue once and for all, and how to be unapologetic about who you are as a multi-passionate. But I'm not just going to pump you up with a bunch of empowerment content. I'm going to give you tools and practices that you can implement starting today. It's time to unlock your multi-passionate mastery. Let's begin. Hello and welcome back to another episode. If you are new, welcome to the podcast. If you're returning, thank you so much for coming back and spending part of your day with me. Today, we are going to talk about burnout. Chances are, if you're multi-passionate, you've experienced burnout at some point. So I want to start by saying you do not need burnout to be a way of life as a multi-passionate. It is not a badge to wear and it is certainly not a rite of passage. Maybe you've experienced burnout recently and you're recovering from it, and so you want to put systems and processes in place that will ensure that it does not come back again. Or maybe you've never experienced burnout, but you'd like to keep it that way. Or maybe you are burnt out right now and you're looking for some solutions that aren't going to feel like even more things that you need to do and more to add onto your plate. If you fall into any of those categories, this episode is for you. We're going to chat about how to use passive focus to normalize taking breaks, approaching avoiding burnout as a habit that you can build, the importance of prioritizing, and what to do if you're feeling burnt out already. Let's dive in. The first thing that we're going to talk about is how to use passive focus to normalize taking breaks. Passive focus is the third part of my three-part focus framework. As a quick review, the three types of focus that I've developed as a framework for multi-passionates are intensive focus, which we talked about in episode three, active focus, which we touched on in episode five, and today we're going to dive into passive focus. So it's like the third part of this focus trinity, if you will. Passive focus is a fancy way of saying, take a damn break. (laughs) Take a break and not just a break where you close one tab just to open another, but an intentional break that is thoughtful and planned ahead. So it's a little bit like a strategic break that you're taking. The most important thing to remember is that passive focus is a type of focus. So there's no need to feel any guilt around it. When we talk about passive focus, you can think about it like this. Have you ever walked into a store and you hear a song playing on the intercom 
and you're listening to this song and you're singing along and you know every single lyric and you think to yourself, how do I know this song? Like, I've never even really heard this song, but somehow I know all the words, right? Have you ever had that happen to you? Passive focus is like getting the songs of your dreams stuck in your head. It's a way to focus on whatever you're working on, but in a more passive way that allows you a moment to take a breath and that allows you to rest. So this could look like if you're in the middle of your active focus session. So I do my active focus sessions on Tuesdays. We talk about this in episode five. I front load my task on Tuesdays. It's the day that I have the most high energy. I have so much clarity on Tuesdays because I did intensive focus on Monday, right? So if you're in the middle of an active focus session and you start to feel like you're reaching your breaking point, maybe you've been working for two or three hours and you start to feel like you need to take a break, that is where passive focus comes in. And the way that I love to teach passive focus is you can actually use this as a way to still continue the momentum that you've started, but giving yourself a time to rest. So maybe that is listening to a podcast where the topic is similar to the project that you're currently working on, but you don't have to take any action. You're just passively absorbing that. Or maybe it's watching a webinar, right? Or a free training or going through a course module where you're passively absorbing the information but you're giving yourself a break from being in an active state. So that's one way to approach passive focus. The cool thing about that is you can be really strategic and plan in what you wanna do during your passive focus breaks. So if you were to look at my calendar, my Google calendar, you would see that on the days where I have active focus planned, I will schedule in passive focus breaks. And depending on what I feel that I need, I might even put, exactly what I plan to do during that time. This helps me to have one less decision to make when I'm going to take a break. So if I just put on my calendar, passive focus break, and I don't decide ahead of time what I wanna do, that can still work. But that means that I'm in this space of wanting to take a break and yet I still have to make yet another decision. Eliminating the amount of decisions that you need to make on a day-to-day basis and within your day itself is a great way to avoid burnout. So if you are in this space of feeling like burnout is on the horizon or you've just recovered from it or you're in it already, planning your breaks and then assigning a passive focus activity to that break might actually feel better than leaving it open-ended. So maybe it's, I've got active focus for three hours and then I'm gonna take a passive focus break and read one chapter of my book. Or I'm going to take a passive focus break and listen to a podcast. Or I'm going to take a passive focus break and do nothing, right? You don't have to always have an activity there. But I want you to start to think of this as a type of focus that you can work with, with those other two types of focus within the framework. The benefit of integrating passive focus into your day is that you'll begin to normalize taking breaks. If you want to learn my entire three-part focus framework and have information about each type of focus in one place, definitely click the link in our show notes and grab a copy of my ebook because the information is there for you and it's really easy to digest in that format. 
Now, the benefit of integrating passive focus into your day is that you'll begin to normalize taking breaks. You'll start to make it a habit, which brings me to our next point. How can we approach avoiding burnout as a habit that you can build? Doesn't that sound juicy? Let's talk about this. So there's an amazing book by James Clear called Atomic Habits. And in it, he shares this quote, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. So if our goal is to avoid burnout, then what we actually get to do is create a system for keeping burnout at bay. Rather than work against burnout, we're going to work on maintaining the system that we put in place. So how do you build habits that help you keep the boogie monster of burnout from hiding under your bed and tormenting you? We're going to do one of my favorite things. We're going to make some lists. <laughs> we're going to create two lists. The first one is a list of all the things that help you feel energized. For example, I feel energized when I'm hydrated, when I take a few moments to myself in the morning before I start the workday. I feel energized after a nice long walk without my dog who loves to stop every two seconds. I also feel energized when I'm embracing delegation and getting the support that I need. So now it's your turn to make this list. I don't want to offer you blanket statement advice because we all feel energized in different ways. So be honest with yourself and focus on what you need to feel energized and list it all out. The next list that we're going to make is a list of things that helps you feel grounded. What I mean when I say feel grounded is that your nervous system is calm. You feel a sense of ease and acceptance with what's happening. And there is little to no anxiety present for you in that space. On my list of things that make me feel grounded, I would say alone time reading, journaling, taking a long bath, preferably in the middle of the day, being near a body of water, cuddling with my partner, being affectionate, taking some deep breaths, doing a guided meditation. These are all things that make me feel grounded. So I would put that on my list. So what's on your list of things that make you feel grounded? You're going to go ahead and write them down. The point of these two lists are for you to have a reference point to see where there are opportunities for creating systems that can keep burnout at bay. So if on your list you had that you're energized from drinking water, the next question that we're going to ask is what system can we put in place to make that super easy to do on a daily basis? So a system you can put in place if you feel energized by drinking water is keeping a nice big jug of water on your desk and refilling it throughout the day. Another example would be if you feel grounded from, you know, listening to guided meditations, maybe that really just puts you in a grounded headspace. You can create a system where you plan a passive focus break and listen to a guided meditation for five minutes every time you've been working for maybe two hours straight or three hours straight. This is a really simple concept, but it works. And the fact that it is simple means that it's approachable enough that you can actually even bring your attention and your awareness to this process. Because when we're in a space of burnout, feeling tired, overwhelmed, wanting to kind of just give it all up, right? When I was experiencing burnout, the way that I would describe it is if someone walked up to me and said to me in that moment, 
everything that you work for up till this point, I can just take it off your shoulders. Are you willing to give up? It was like, I was at the edge where I would have said, you know what? Yeah, I don't want this anymore. I'm fucking tired, right? So that's what I mean by burnout, okay? Just in case we're not clear. And when you're at that edge, when you're that exhausted, trying to work through systems and processes that are complicated, it's not going to be helpful because you don't have the bandwidth to approach something like that. So making these two lists and then creating simple systems, that is something that we can do that is approachable. So often we abandon the things that help us feel energized, grounded, and nourished when we're in work mode or we're working towards something. But the truth is, that's when we need these systems the most. So we've covered how passive focus can help you normalize taking breaks and how to approach avoiding burnout as a habit that you can build by using systems. Now let's talk about one of my favorite topics, prioritizing. All right, the importance of prioritizing. This is for you, my beautiful, brilliant, multi-passionate friend. If you don't have your priorities clearly sorted out, then everything is going to feel urgent and the chances of you slipping into burnout are going to be very, very likely. But good news, creating priorities doesn't have to be stressful. The first thing to do is adopt the mindset that all of your passions have a seat at the table, but they don't all have to speak at once. That's one of my favorite quotes, and I'm going to keep repeating it because I want you to take some pressure off of yourself for wanting to do all the things right now, today. Something that I shared in a recent issue of What Joy Knows, which is my monthly newsletter. You can sign up for that at the link in our show notes. One of the things that I shared in the last one that I sent was when we stop forcing everything to happen at once, things happen on a much more enjoyable and expansive timeline. What I want you to do is to begin looking at your projects or ideas as part of a bigger picture. Let's make this more visual. Just go with me here. Think about each of your ideas or each of your projects as a brushstroke in a painting. If you're really close up at first glance, you're just seeing random strokes, right? But if you zoom out, you'll see a beautiful painting. And the reason that your painting is so stunning is because you have the strokes that came first in the background and the strokes that came later in the foreground. And so it gives your painting a ton of depth and interest and it has all these layers and you could just stand there and stare at it for hours because it is so beautiful and has so much depth, okay? That's how I want you to approach prioritizing. It's less about choosing this or that and more about choosing to layer or stack your priorities in a way where one gives you the energy, the experience, the knowledge that you need to carry out the next one in a more easeful way. I'll be creating a full podcast episode about how I approach priority stacking with a new signature method that I'm developing. But for now, I want you to just practice this mindset of thinking of your projects as part of a larger whole. If the analogy of that painting was supportive for you, then I want you to think of it like that. 
Okay, I want you to think about all the spaces in your life where having something come first and then something else come after that and something else come after that creates a more rich experience than having everything done at once. Start to gather your own proof of this. That's all I want you to do for right now. Because if you can make that shift in your mind, the work that we'll be doing together in future episodes about prioritizing is going to sink in so much more. So for now, I want you to practice this mindset shift. And from that place, you can schedule your intensive focus session and spend some time thinking about your priorities. And if you need a refresher on what intensive focus is, just go back to episode three. I break it all down for you. All right, now that we've covered priorities, let's talk about what to do if you're feeling burnt out already. I'm going to get straight to the point and give you a list of things you can try and questions that you can ask if you're in this space. Before we dive into this list, I want you to know two things. One, you are not alone. Burnout happens to the best of us, especially multi-passionates. I've been there someone that you know has been there, someone that you look up to has been there, you're not alone in this. The second thing that I want you to know is that you will get through this and you'll come out understanding way more about your energetic bandwidth than you knew before. Okay, so keep those two things in mind. And if you're already experiencing burnout, here is my list of things to try on and see if they work for you. You're going to ask yourself the following questions. Have I overcommitted myself to too many projects? Am I willing to take a closer look at what actually needs to be a priority right now and what can come later? Do I have simple systems in place that help me feel both energized and grounded? Am I willing to begin to integrate these simple systems into my day? How much social media am I consuming? Am I willing to leave Instagram or TikTok for a few days so that I can come back to my center? Am I asking for and receiving support? Am I willing to ask for help with one small task starting today? Am I forgetting to celebrate how far I have come? Am I willing to take intentional time to sit with all that I have already accomplished so that I can let go of the pressure of needing to do more and more and more? And finally, have I opened up to anyone about this? Am I willing to call a trusted friend or talk to my therapist about how I'm feeling so that I don't have to go through this alone? I want you to just start there. If you're already experiencing burnout, there isn't a bunch of tasks that I want you to complete right now. I don't want you to feel like you have more that you need to do. So instead, focus on these questions that you get to ask and allow the answers to emerge. You'll notice that the common thread in all of those questions was, am I willing to? Am I willing to take a closer look at what needs to be a priority right now? Am I willing to ask for help, right? I want you to ask yourself that question and feel what comes up for you. Like truly go back, listen, use these as journal prompts, whatever works for you. Willingness, the idea of being willing to invite something in feels a lot more gentle than I'm going to have to do this and this and this if I never want to feel that way again. 
right? Can you kind of feel the difference? I hope so. Oh, this was such a juicy episode. To recap, we talked about how to use passive focus to normalize taking breaks, approaching avoiding burnout as a habit that you can build with simple systems, the importance of prioritizing, and what to do slash questions to ask if you're feeling burnt out already. As always, I would love to know how this episode landed for you. Take a screenshot, throw it in your IG stories and tag me or look for the episode nine post on my feed and hop in the comments so we can keep the conversation going. My Instagram is linked in the show notes. All right, that's it for today's episode. I'm sending you so much love and energizing and grounding vibes and I'll talk to you soon.